Hello everyone, it's a lovely Sunday today and it's Adenike Dada. Um, I'll be reading, our main text for today is the book of Proverbs. I'm reading from the Bible, the book of Proverbs, and you can title this message, God's Word is Life and Medicine. God's Word is Life and Medicine. So our main text, like I said, is from Proverbs chapter 4, from verses 20 to 22. King James Version, and I read, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Another translation actually says, and medicine to all their flesh. So God's word is life and God's word is medicine. Good news. Life and medicine. Now, what does it mean to attend to something? It says, my son, attend to my words. What does that mean? The word attend, what does it mean? It means to listen to, to watch, to consider something or someone very carefully that's what it means to attend. You pay attention. You give your full attention to something without any distractions. You're focused on a particular thing. And we have um, synonyms of paying attention to are, you know, you concentrate on something. You listen. You focus, like I said. You turn to, take notice or zero in on something. You sit up and take notice. You're wrapped up into something. You're to be wrapped up in, in something. You fasten on or follow. Keep your ear to the ground or take heed. We have loads of, ex of phrases or expressions that we can use to explain the word um, or the phrase, attend to my words. You pay attention. Very important that you pay attention to God's word. That's the first thing. He says, incline thine ear unto my sayings. That's the second thing we are told to do. And he says, let them not depart from thine eyes. That's the third thing. And the fourth one says, keep them in the midst of thine heart. And when we do all that, the result will be life and health. Life and health, very, very important. So we lose ourselves into something to, to be so interested in something that you do not notice what is happening around you. That is what it means to, to attend to something, to pay attention. You're so engrossed in what you're doing that nothing else matters. And that is how we are meant to do the word of God. You know, the Bible, you get into the word and pay attention, get focused on what the word of God says. You get focused on the word, you attend to it. Now, the second one, like I said, incline thine ear unto my sayings. What does it mean to incline thine ear? It means to listen intensely and receptively to what someone is saying. You, 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 you know, you focus, you zero in on what the person is saying. You listen attentively. For example, we can say, you need to learn to incline your ear to the words of wisdom your elders have to offer. That's one way we can use the word incline your ear. Okay, now the book of John chapter 6 verse 63 says, 
The end part says, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirits and they are life. God's word is spirit and God's word is life. God's word is life and God's word is spirit. So we said the first thing you do is attend to the word of God. The second thing, incline your ear unto his sayings. Now, the third thing, let them not depart from thine eyes. What does that mean? That means you keep them. That means you keep your eyes on it. You focus on it. You let them not depart from your eyes. You keep your focus. You keep your gaze on the word. When you're looking straight at the word, you're seeing nothing else. You're not observing lying vanities. You're not observing shadows. You're zeroing in on what the word of God says. You attend to the word. Incline your ears unto his sayings. You let them not depart from thine eye. And I'll be reading an account from the Bible from the book of Matthew chapter 14. And I read from verse 25. Now is an account where Jesus walked on water and I read from verse 25. He says, and in the fourth watch of the night, that's between three and six a.m. in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the sea. <laughs> Amazing. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. I've never seen anybody walk on the sea. I don't know whether you have. They were actually terrified and they said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear, but immediately he spoke to them saying, take courage. It is I do not be afraid. That's Jesus telling them not to be afraid. Anything that comes to you that brings fear is never God is not God because he always tells us not to be afraid. Take courage. Don't be afraid. Fear not. We hear this over and over in the Bible. God telling us to fear not. He said, do not be afraid. Then we are told that Peter replied to him. Peter said, Lord, if it is really you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus, um, um, Peter telling Jesus, that if it's really you, Jesus, then tell me, command me, speak your word. Tell me to come on the water. Tell me to walk on the water. So Jesus said, come. So Peter, we are told, Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water. Huh, that's amazing. Peter actually walked on the water when Jesus said, come. He took Jesus at his word and he walked on water. He acted on the word that Jesus spoke and Peter walked on water. And the Bible says, and came, he went towards Jesus. But when he saw the effects of the wind, he was frightened and he began to sink. What happened? The man that acted on the word that Jesus spoke to him that he should come and he actually walked on water. We are told in the Bible, Peter walked on water. But we are told that he began to observe the effects of the wind. He got distracted here. He got distracted. He began to observe the effects of the wind. He saw the effects of the wind and he was terrified. Sometimes 
Although Jesus would have told us something, but because we observe things around us, distractions around us sometimes, we take our, our eyes away from what Jesus has said. And that can actually cause us to, to think, to be frightened. And when you're frightened, you're actually opening the door to the enemy. Fear not, he said. We are told he was frightened and he began to think. Because he was frightened, he opened the door to the enemy and he began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. And we are told immediately, Jesus extended his hand and caught him, saying to him, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? Because Peter removed his gaze from Jesus. He wasn't looking at Jesus anymore. He was observing lying vanities. He was observing the wind, the storm. The boisterous wind, he was observing it and he became afraid. And that was when he began to sink because he was no longer acting or focusing on what Jesus said. So it's very important. The first thing we said, attend to my word, to God's word. The second thing, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Third, let them not depart from thine eyes. So you keep your gaze on him, on Jesus. Peter began to think, like we said, or like I said before, when he saw something, the effects of the wind, he was no longer fixing his gaze on Jesus. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, we have to keep our gaze on him, irrespective of things happening around us, irrespective of the news we hear around us, irrespective of what our physical senses tell us. We are to keep our gaze on Jesus. He is the author and perfecter of our faith. It matters what you are looking at. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep your gaze on him. Keep your gaze on him. Let them not depart from thine eyes. You might have a condition or a symptom in your body, but don't focus on that symptom. Don't focus on it. Don't observe it. Fix your gaze on what the word of God says. He says, by whose stripes you were healed. That Jesus bore your sicknesses and diseases. So that is what you're going to fix your gaze on. You're not going to observe the pain. You're not going to observe what you're feeling. But you keep your gaze on what Jesus has said. Because if you observe the, the physical, what your feelings, what everything is wrong is, what the things that are wrong that are going on around you, if you keep your gaze on those things, you're going to get frightened and you're going to begin to sink. But no, we are told to keep our gaze on Jesus. Incline my ear, thine ear to his sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep your eyes on him. Keep your eyes on what the word of God says. Keep your eyes on the promises of God to you. Keep your eyes on what he has told you in the name of the Lord Jesus. And you find that out in the Bible. The Bible is made up of 66 books. We have the Old Testament and the New Testament. We always tell people, start reading from the New Testament. Start reading. You read from, you can actually read from John, the book of John. It will open your eyes to a lot of things that you have life. You have the life of God. You're born of God, you know, and you read on Ephesians. You read Romans, you know, you get to know who you are in Christ. Those books, they are very important. You find out what is rightfully yours in Christ. So you can fix your gaze on those things. You can fix your gaze on who you are. When you know who you are, nobody's going to try to cajole you into what you're not. 
you'll be able to stand your ground. For example, if someone calls, uh, calls me somebody else's name, I wouldn't answer because that's not my name. I don't bear that name. But when you call my name, I answer. So what are you called? You're called the healed of God. You're called the, the blessed of the Lord. You're called a new creation. That is what, who you're called. So you call yourself the same name that God has called you. Okay. The first thing we said, attend to God's word. Incline your ears unto his sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Keep the word of God in the midst of thine heart. Keep the word. Meditate on it. Meditate on it. Joshua 1.8 actually tells us that we should meditate on God's word day and night. That is how to make your way prosperous and have good success. Meditation on the word. When you sit with the word, you read it, you study you think about it, you mutter the word of God, the promises of God over and over to yourself. Before you know it, you begin to roar like a lion. You get up and you begin to speak those words with, with boldness, with conviction in your heart. You begin to speak who you are in Christ. It takes over your spirit, your soul, and even your body. And before you know it, you begin to dance. You begin to rejoice and thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for the victory that you have in Christ Jesus. That is how it works. It's just like getting a prescription. For example, now it's our responsibility. I'm coming back to the prescription. It's our responsibility to find out what the word of God says concerning us, concerning any situation we are faced with. No matter what situation you're faced with in life, everything is wrapped up in the word. The solution to any problem you're faced with, it is in God's word, it's in the Bible. So you dare to get in the Bible for yourself. Don't be carried away by, okay, this person said this, that person said it. Go into the word of God for yourself. Find out what the word of God says. Find out from the Bible. Get a Bible. Find out what the word of God says concerning you. Find out who you are in Christ. That is our responsibility. God has given us his word. God has blessed us with all that pertains to life and godliness. The Bible says he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. How do you know the blessings that are accrued to you? You have to get to know it. You have to get into the Bible for yourself and find out what is rightfully yours. If you don't know what is yours, then you won't be able to enjoy it. For example, if someone gave me uh, money, transferred money into my account and I don't know it and I'm hoping that, ah, I wish I could buy this. Oh, I wish I, if I don't go and activate or take the money or use my card, I wouldn't be able to use the money. So it is my responsibility to find out what is rightfully mine and begin to enjoy it to the full. Okay, like I said, it is our responsibility to find out what is ours from God's word. Concerning any situation at all we are faced with, it, the solution is in the word. God's word has the answer to any problem in this world. And you have to go and find out what it says. And you go by the prescription. You go, the Bible says God's word is life to those that find them and medicine to all their flesh. Life and medicine. Now, I'll compare it to, the, um, to natural medicine. If you go to the doctor and you, you're given, you, you've been prescribed um, some medicine to take, you go to the pharmacy, you get the, the medicine or the drugs, the medicine, okay? You get home and you're told to use one, three times a day or two well, at once 
whatever way you've been asked to use it, you need to use it to be able to get results, to be able to get 100% results. For the medicine to be effective, you need to use it as you need to use it the way it's been prescribed to you. Otherwise, it's not going to work. The same thing with God's word. It's not wrong to go to doctors. It's not a sin to go to doctors. The doctors are fighting the same devil, the same sickness and disease. So it's not wrong. It's not a sin. But we should not focus and let our main source be doctors. Our main source, our main focus should be on the word of God. So you go to the doctor, you still use your medication, whatever thing you're given from, from the pharmacy, you use it the way it's prescribed and you stand on the word of God as well. So just like I said, whatever medicine you're given, you're told use this this way, use that that way. If you don't use it, you're not going to get the result. The same way, God's word, you need to use it. You need to meditate on God's word. You need to speak the word of God. In every situation, say the word, speak out the word, the way God has said it. What has he said concerning you? You say the same thing. That is very important. We are always speaking words, but it depends on the kind of words we are speaking. What words are you speaking? Make sure your words always line up with what God has said concerning you. Very important. I can never overemphasize that. For us to walk in victory that is ours, we need to consistently make sure our words line up with what the word of God says concerning us. So it's our responsibility to find out, just like the natural medicine, like I was saying, you use it the way it's being prescribed, otherwise it will never work. God's word as well, you need to use it the way it's being prescribed. You meditate day and night so that you may have your way prosperous. Make your way prosperous and have good success. And have good success. That is what you do with the word. If you want to live a successful Christian life, we have a part to play. And we need to play that part well. We need to play that part well. We must know what the word of God says for ourselves in order to appropriate it in our lives. And grace will be the victory. We are victorious. We are victorious. The Bible says we should fight the good fight of faith. It is actually called a good fight. Why is it a good fight? Because we know the end from the beginning. We always win. We are victors. We are victorious. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says, ye are of God, little children, and I've overcome them. It doesn't say, and you will overcome. No, you have overcome because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So you can say, the greater one is in me. He puts me over every situation. I can never be confused. I can never be cornered. You know, I find it very strange to hear when people say, ah, that they are confused. It's like very strange to me. Because you will never catch me speak some of those things that you're confused. Don't speak like that. So you know what to do. You know what to do. You always speak what the Bible says. You say the same thing that the word of God says concerning you. That is what you say as well. So the Bible says, let's go over what we've um, learned today. The first thing. Attend to my word. You give full attention to God's word. No distractions of any kind. 
Number two, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Make sure you're listening. What are you listening to? The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. One of the ways you can hear the word of God is when you speak the word of God yourself. You speak it out. You hear what you say. Incline thine ears unto my sayings. I hope you're not the kind of person that the first thing you do in the morning, just listen to the news. (laughs) If that's what you do, it's not a bad thing to listen to the news, but don't let it be what you do 124 hours of the day. All you'll get is bad news. All you'll get, things that will make you sad and depressed. But that's not the way to go. God's word should be the utmost in our lives. Incline your ear to his sayings. Listen to the word of God. Speak the word of God. You can get messages, that um, good messages on God's word and play it over and over. You listen to the word of God. You read the Bible. Incline thine ear. Attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. So it's very important as well what you're looking at. Don't be the one that 24-7, you're in front of the uh, of the TV, you're watching TV, you're watching loads of programs that will cause fear, that will cause people not to trust these people, or you're not trusting your husband because of this, because of the things you've loaded your mind on, you've been watching over and over. So keep your gaze on the word of God. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear to my sayings, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart. You think about it. When those thoughts that are thoughts that are contrary to what you should be thinking on, because you should actually be thinking on the word of God, when contrary thoughts, how do you know contrary thoughts? Thoughts that bring fear is never God. Because the Bible says, God, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The Bible says, like we read that place where Peter started walking on water, but when he considered the wind, the boisterous wind, he began to sink. And Jesus said he should not fear. Fear not. We have a lot of fear not. If you take one fear not a day, it covers the whole year. Fear not. For what you're thinking on, attend to my words, incline thine ears to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. When you do all that, you know God's word is life. You will enjoy life and life to the full. The Bible says in um, the book of John chapter 10 verse 10, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, "Ah, come, that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Who is the thief there? The thief is the devil. The devil's work is to kill, to to steal, and to destroy. But we're not going to let him steal, kill, and destroy us, no. Because we are born of God and we know what is rightfully ours. It's just like... If you ever went to a boarding school, I went to a boarding school, you know, seniors have a way of chancing people. I'm not saying seniors are devils, but it's just comparing, you know, just chance you. What is yours? They take it. Don't let anybody chance you or take what is rightfully yours. No, you stand your ground and say, this is mine. (laughs) I choose to enjoy this because it is mine. It is rightfully yours. So you enjoy it. God's word is life. And God's word is medicine, medicine. I'm so excited that God's word is medicine. So I can use the word of God and there is no overdose. That's a good news. No side effects. God's word, you can 
Deep yourself in it. Feed on the word. Chew the word. <laughs> Chew it. God's word is life and God's word is medicine. So you can say this um, confession after me. God's word is life to me. God's word is medicine to me. Because I attend to God's word. I fix my gaze on the word. I incline my ears unto his sayings. I listen to God's word. I speak the word of God from my mouth over and over. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I speak forth God's word. I incline my ear to his sayings. I let them not depart from my eyes. I keep my gaze on the word. I keep my focus on Jesus. I keep God's word in the midst of my heart. I think on the word. I ponder on the word. I meditate on God's word. And it is life to me. In my pathway is life and there is no death. I enjoy life to the full. And I walk in good health all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you're out there, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you would like to be born again, God loves you. So from the bottom of your heart, from the conviction of your heart, you can speak these words. Because God loves you and he sent Jesus to die for you. So you say, Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. To die for my sins. To die for my sickness. Thank you. Because Jesus did not only die. He was buried and he rose again. For my justification. For my freedom. Right now, I accept you Jesus. I accept you Jesus. As my Lord and Savior. Jesus, come into my heart now. Be my Lord and Savior. I choose to live for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. If you said that prayer, you're welcome to the body of Christ. It's that simple. You don't have to work for it. It's a free gift. It's a free gift. It's not something you work for. And if you have questions, you would... Um, I don't mind if you can send me questions. You can send que your questions to... Questions at adenikedada.com. Questions at adenikedada.com. So whatever questions you have, you can send those to that email and I'll get it. Okay. Have a lovely rest of the day. See you again next week. God bless you.